Armored Bear Productions. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizards Q&A talk show. Hey everyone, welcome to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizard podcast commentary show. I'm Gary, your host, and today I got a very special guest, uh, very special because I don't pull him on very often. I got Joe the DM. Hello, Joe. Hello. I always want to say... (laughs) Good. I always want to say, hello, Joe, what do you know? (laughs) You just got back from a Bloodhound show. for those youngins out there who don't know, that's Bloodhound Gang. Uh, so, uh, last session, we started kind of a new thing, but the session before that, or actually all the sessions before that, is what I want to start with. I want to start with Winter's Dawning, because we've all had such a fun time with Winter's Dawning. And it's not gone, right? No, no. Um, so, to be 100% honest... Which, hey, why not be on this show 100% honest? Um, I originally had planned for you all to be in the in Sigil and the Outer Plains for much longer. And I tried. I really, really tried. You, you, you and D did a heroic job of trying to remain in the, in the Plains. Um, but I think even the listeners could hear the... Other players were getting itchy to get back to uh, to Veltor, um, to to get back to what they thought was the main plot, uh, as as the side quest into the plains to recover Kalen and Chase had been had been completed. Um, but yeah, I, I had in my head uh, the the plains part of the adventure lasting a little bit longer you guys doing a little more crazy stuff and then returning to velter but uh you know things had to happen so that people remained involved um and i mean don't mean involved like people are going to walk away just i could hear folks for losing that interest and i i think we've, we've had this discussion a lot of the uh dm's conundrum of how much of a heavy hand you put on uh, putting people in. I, I think I was feeling it for sure as a player. I, I love being a player and a host because I can, I can bring my own point of view into these. Um, of like the where do we go next kind of thing, you know? Uh, or uh, what do we do next situation? And, and sometimes it's just really hard to find out, to, to figure out like, Oh, that's the thing that we're supposed to be paying attention to, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I wanted to mention that some of your detail is just so amazing. Like speaking, speaking of sigil, right? Like uh, in the moment, it's hard to, to grasp it all. But going back and listening to things again, like the fountain with... Um, Oh man, now 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 I'm not going to remember it all. But like, I think you had a fountain with uh, something that turned upside down. You had the the weird guys who were repairing buildings. And, the daboos. The daboos. <laughs> and th- these are things that you're pulling from outer plane lore and stuff like that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there was there is a real there was it's still out there. There's a really cool kind of quasi interactive map of sigil that i was uh utilizing um so for things that had descriptions to them you were getting what the description filtered through me but you're getting the fil- the description that was in on the map um for like the dabos showing up and and taking care of stuff that was that was just that was just me um wanting I was wanting to give a flavor of sigil. I, if you could not tell, uh, I was a huge fan 
of Planescape during second edition. Uh, that is that is my favorite setting um, because it basically includes all settings, but especially the outer realms. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it is my favorite setting, and especially because Sigil is so great for uh, doing city adventures. Um, it is really good for doing dungeon crawls because it's kind of like the city is built on top of the last set of the last version of the city built on the last version of the city. So it's, you know, there's stuff to get into. Um, and then you, of course you have, and I gave you guys a, a little sampling of some of the various factions that occur in sigil and the hustle and bustle. And, um, one of the flavors that I really love of Sigil is is the language. Um, things th- th- they speak the common tongue, but you are separated by the common tongue because uh, the lexicon for Sigil borrows heavily from sort of like a Victorian English setting. So uh, terms like barmy and uh, rattle your bone box, put you in the dead book, uh, calling people Burks and Cutters. See, um, I I thought you just made all that up. I I would have never guessed that that you're pu- you're actually pulling that from the actual sigil, you know, official guide. <laughs> I, uh, I have the box set sitting behind me on the on the bookshelf. I should have um, known better. <laughs> never mind that. Again, as I said, I played in sigil a lot during second edition, and and Planescape is uh, one of the few realms that actually like transverse between D and magic the gathering mm-hmm. so so it's so very fleshed out uh there, there's just so much to it and and so beloved by so many people uh on both sides oh yeah it is, um, it is it, it, I'm, it's i'm sorry oh i was gonna say I, I'm, I'm curious of like all these little things that we ran into like was there trouble for us to get into possibly get into the dead book that we just missed out on? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I need, you know, starting off with the, 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 the half devil, uh, the cambion that, uh, you know, nearly trucked was a Vel. Yeah. I, I'm the first, I was the first one to step through. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, there is, there is always the case that you could have gone to the wrong, you know, you could have irritated uh, Claris, or you could have upset, uh, you know, any number of of beings that you met um, if you had not shown some deference and uh, and 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 respect for them, or or at least you know, being able to get to the point of what you were doing and and why you were there. So, who would have ever guessed that our group? would be able to navigate so well with with <laughs> in such kind of a hostile territory like nor- normally i would i would think of some of us as being just the people who would who would step on people's toes and and just slash our way through the problems so i'm i'm a little surprised that we we haven't gotten in more trouble along the way I, I was surprised. Um, I don't know if I would totally peg Sigil as being hostile. It's just, it's more dangerous than your, you know, the, the average city street in Grimsby, you know? Um, and, and I think, I think I, I tried to get across that idea when you all were in the gate town and, you know, there are powerful things going on. Um, I mean, the gate town was just to get you into sigil. I, I had no plans to, you know, unless you guys totally went, you know, went rogue and decided to, you know, start insulting people or trying to rob people, which really would be out of character for for you guys. Um, yes. Yes. Take take over a town, maybe. Yeah. R- rob people. That's uh, too petty. You know, I mean, you somehow connect yourself to the ruling you know, the the ruling parliament of the city. So you can add yet another quote unquote crown to your list of, of who you are companion to. Sure. But, uh, 
I think I, I think Lilith might have tried to befriend the Lady of Sigil. Uh, yeah, possibly. that would that, yeah that would probably that wouldn't have ended well. The, that definitely would not have ended well. Um, the real challenge for for me with Sigil was to balance out. So Velter is kind of a closed, partially closed, mostly closed sandbox, right? Your 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 home plane, your home demi plane. Um, so it was how much information do you, the folks of Sigil have about Velter? How much do you like the big name people have about Velter? So, you know, as you were traveling around, you would have never really encountered a temple to Lemagir or Teatl or Akena. Like that just wasn't going to happen. Um, well, it's even to the point that most people didn't even recognize any of our any of our yeah. deities, and a few people were even very intrigued by us. Wanted to felt like we were being studied to some degree. You definitely were. You you are you are the new folks in town, and and Sigil is used to um, Sigil's used to primes coming there. Uh, you know, and and kind of needing to be taken by the hand and told what not to do and, you know, then remove all their goals and send them back to their home plane with, with stories about how bad it is out in the actual planes. Um, but you guys were like, you weren't from Earth, uh, Earth or from Kryn or Toral or, you know, Eberron. You're from somewhere that folks couldn't place it. We we all definitely had a very uh, suspicious attitude. I think uh, I, I'm curious to know whether or not using the first gate merchant uh, in the gate town would have been a bad idea. If we would have ended in the uh, what, what was the bad word? The hive. The hive. Yeah, you would end up in the hive. Yeah, you you, you would end up in the hive. Uh, most likely, I, I had considered. Kind of putting you, you guys pop in in the middle of, you know, a, a dust up between two of the factions. You guys would have to figure out which faction uh, you wanted to join with, and then, you know, let let the chips fall where they may. See, um, our, our 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 suspicious nature ruins a good adventure from us. <laughs> uh, and which that would have like, so you would have picked, you would got involved, and then you would have got to see way more of like the apparatus of sigil. Um, so it, there were ideas. Um, and that's, that's what I love about sigil is there's a million ideas that you can go with. Like I originally had thought about placing, you know, like, Oh yeah, there's a port key to get, you know, to, uh, to back to your plane, but you're going to need to go to, you know, Asgard, or you're going to need to go to the Seven Heavens, or you're going to need to go to Bytopia, or you know, one of the planes to recover it from, you know, in some weird way. Yeah, I mean, it it's very open for for whatever you want to do because um, it, it is such kind of a big area and it connects to everything, right? Yeah, it it literally can connect you. Uh, you can find portals to any plane. Uh, you can find portals to uh, to any of the prime planes. Uh, so yeah, it is really is the nexus. Uh, really, the 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 thing is knowing where the portals are and what you need to have to go through the portal. Which we have no knowledge of that, but we found a good resource. It, it was it was it was really great, and I I do think though that uh, getting home. What was kind of a great relief. Every, everybody felt it, you know, that, that relief of getting home. And I think being able to take a rest and like recharge on something else for a little while, for you, especially for everybody else to kind of like reset their minds. Cause we, we've taken a few breaks over the three years that we've done this now. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And uh, usually like we take a hiatus and we, you know, work off with back episodes. This time we're taking a little bit of a hiatus and we're going to start a new adventure or adventures of sorts. Yep. Yeah. That's so, so the plan was like, 
because we've we've missed weeks here and there. Um, and thankfully, we do have a, a rather robust backup system. Um, but we, you know, I, I didn't want to get us out of the habit of playing on on our our play day. So I was I was like, okay. Um, and as I've mentioned before, I've been doing uh, a, a fair amount of uh, pro DMing and doing a lot of uh, running for new players. Uh, so I got the idea of. I've run this adventure now for two different groups and I've had two different outcomes. I mean, the, the one group didn't get the complete the other group did. Um, but I, I just wanted to see what you all would do as first level characters. Um, and you know, since we're making, we were, I had you guys make characters, uh, now, um, that opened up a lot of resources to for you guys to play with versus when we first started, you know, start made characters back. Well, for you, not so far back, but for, you know, for, for the majority of the table, you know, when we made those first characters, I think we just had the player's handbook. And I want to say the Sword Coast Adventures Guide. I don't think we had uh, well, Xanathar's yet. We didn't have Xanathar's. We didn't have um, the other book. Uh, Tasha's. Tasha's, right? We didn't. We, we weren't using D&D Beyond at the time. Well, yeah, no, we weren't. We were using pen and paper. Because I, I, I actually did make a character back then. Yes. <laughs> I think you heard her on the first two episodes. Uh, yeah, I, I think I fell asleep during them. Because uh, <laughs> um, I was having my issues back then. And uh, and, and you're right. No longer have, which I'm very happy. I no longer have, and uh, and you're right. It was a very different time. And I, like now, we have just just look at the the plethora of races. Oh my you know? gosh! <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one big joke. A, a, a turtle, a goblin, a hare. I don't know what the hare is actually called. An owl. I, 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 uh, so I so and the interest the interesting thing is um, the the two of them I don't believe I believe they came from the the uh, unearthed arcana um, that came out before the Strixhaven uh, setting book and uh, the Witchlight setting book or adventure book had come out because those were new new races for those or new lineages for those. Um and you might be going, but Joe, uh didn't a while back um the the D D Beyond lose the ability to access uh Unearthed Arcana stuff? And yes, but Kayla had made uh her her rabbit folk character uh for another campaign um previous uh before that change happened. So it's kind of a legacy thing still stuck in the system. So, aha! I was yeah. wondering about that actually because I I went to look for that race and I couldn't find it. I was like, eh, maybe Joe knew how to do something that I didn't. <laughs> no, um, and, he, and you know what the weird thing is? So, this is a little bit of a gripe I'm having with D and D Beyond. So, in previous when previous books come out, we could. You could do like a la carte ordering. I'll just take the the races that are in it and the feats and the subclasses and maybe the magic items. And instead of buying the whole book, I spend, you know, $10 instead of the 29 or whatever. Um, and then if I did decide to buy the rest of the book on D&D Beyond, what I'd already spent would get taken off. So I went just to make sure that because like I went into our, our campaign in D&D Beyond and went to start trying to make a character and wanted to see what my, all the options were. And I noticed that rabbit folk wasn't there. So I was like, okay, well, let me go, let me go to, cause it was in witch light. So I went over to witch light and you can't, you can't order the, you can order the subclasses, but you can't order the race. Oh. Um, so I'm like, Oh, well, boo. Um, and somehow I, which I think Greg had already purchased uh, I'd already purchased uh the Owlin because Greg has a thing for owls and owl bears. 
So so he was able to uh, use it because he owns it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and I and it's interesting because it looks like if you if you are in a campaign where where content sharing is enabled, then you can uh, anyone in that campaign seems to be able to use it. So mm-hmm. I think the uh, person sharing it, I think, has to pay for that level of membership, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I haven't looked too heavily into how it all works. And and it's Wizards of the Coast, so they change their settings like every six months. Well, I mean, now it's Wizards of the Coast, yeah, yeah. So that was a that was interesting. Uh, yes, uh, figuring out how to transfer my ID over because I had oh. links and everything like that was a pain in the butt. Ah, uh, yeah, that that was. But it's interesting the the free stuff that they've been they've been giving out. Um, they gave out like a monstrous compendium thing for Spelljammer with a few creatures in it. Uh, they gave out uh, Vecna um, and a short adventure for Vecna. And they recently gave out, out an adventure for the base uh, for the Star Spelljammer Academy, like a first level adventure uh, to prepare for when Spelljammer uh and you know drops um and i believe from what i saw there are supposed to be more um more spelljammer academy uh played adventures to come so i i i have always felt that wizards um maybe not always but ever since uh fourth edition i felt that wizards has been pretty good about giving away a fair amount of good uh content and and for free too now they 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 charge plenty (laughs) for their stuff and they come out with enough stuff that you want to buy that it makes sense that they should give away stuff but uh they they really learned their lesson right around fourth edition that they have to provide enough content to keep the player base interested otherwise uh you know third-party companies are just going to take over from them yeah, they they learned from 3.0 and, and 3.5 that you, you right. Um, but I do like that they learned because if you remember during fourth edition, I mean, they were rolling out like two or three books a month. Right. Which was way too expensive. Right. And way and too then, much. Yeah. And, and then if you and had, the content was too complicated. It it started to get to be. And then you also but they were giving you content if you were uh an online subscriber, which to play fourth edition, you kind of needed it because you needed the character builder. Yes. Um, but they, you had access then to dungeon and dragon magazine, which they were putting out, uh, I believe every month at that point. And, uh, but that ha- would also have new feats, new powers, new, this new that it was, you know, not quite on the level as what the, the, the books were bringing you, but it definitely, uh, it got a lot. I mean, I think what I see uh, someone had quoted, you know, at the end when when DDI went down, there were something like six thousand feats to pick from. Like, what do you? How do you go through all that and figure out what you want to play out of I'm, six thousand? I don't know, Gary. It's, uh, it's time to level up. Oh, you get a feat this uh, this level. Granted, like 6,000 feet, only 25 of them apply to your class. Like 25 apply to your class, 12 apply to your race, uh, one or two might apply to your background, uh, and, and another might ap- apply to whichever uh, paragon path you took or what the other path was you took. You know, it's like, it was small. You know, the, what applied was, was, was thin. Some of the early ones, though, they had some good stuff that you could use regardless of class. Like, if you are a martial-powered character, there were some good ones in there. But, yeah, then things got so specific. But it, it, The one thing about it was it made your characters feel special. Absolutely. That, that is for sure. Uh, there will never be another Skeet. Skeet was my character's name. <laughs> Skeet. <laughs> Skeet. 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 <laughs> 
So and sorry. Now I'll never think of him the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody ever put that together when we were playing. Uh, so uh, anyway, so you know what? Let, let let's talk about in the wizard's garden because uh, you, as you said, you've run this like two times, and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I think I'm also thoroughly enjoying playing a turtle. Uh, <laughs> oh, Zach. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also thoroughly enjoying playing something different. Uh, I went too simple with Vel, and even though I'm still playing a cleric, God, what is wrong with me? I, I Actually, I want to talk about, about this. <laughs> Why am I a cleric again, Joe? You, you got to ask me uh, this question. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, uh, Vel is a, a, a paladin ranger, so not, not really a cleric. That's a good point. Vel is a paladin ranger. Uh, uh, why am I healer again? Um, I think because you're looking at the characters being made by your, 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 your friends and decided you wanted to go the cleric healer route instead of the, 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 the bard healer route or even the druid healer route. It's because because our party never wants to play healers, <laughs> so I yeah. always I always I always I'm wi- always willing to. But uh, this time I did it with a twist. I I told you I actually I think I told everybody about this. You did so, you did tell everybody you 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 yeah. made it very clear that uh, so so your 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 portal cleric uh, has a particular domain, and which domain did you pick? I picked the grave domain. Uh, so for those out there who don't know, the grave domain, ha- grave clerics have a great ability. They can heal somebody for their full healing ability, which means that if you're a 1d8 plus 4, you do 12 points of healing if the player is at zero hit points, but only if they're at zero hit points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I, I've decided that I'm only going to heal people if they're at zero hit points. Yes, uh, and, and that did uh, provoke a few comments um, from the peanut gallery. I, I thought it was perfectly rational. At level one, we have so few heals, so few spell slots. Oh, God, yeah. Right, and, like, to be in battle when we have, like, eight to... T- 11 hit points depending on how you know con beefy you're playing and whether you're Mm -hmm. playing a a, uh fighter class or not and like if you're at like three or four and i'm gonna you know try to heal you for four or five something like that or six it's just not worth the spell slots right no it's or the action that that too you 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 do have a good point uh, and actually, uh, so all this came up because I was talking with a friend of mine about like the pa- uh, Pathfinder Second Edition healing versus D and D healing. Um, so, do you do you play F- Pathfinder at all? I played Pathfinder. I played the first edition of Pathfinder. Uh, I'm gonna say it's got to be eight years ago, maybe. Uh, I played in part of a campaign, and I was like some sort of star sorcerer, sorcerer gnome. Um, and I don't remember, got me honest, I don't remember how, if healing was any different or, I mean, I'm sure it was different, but it, it felt like D&D healing. I think from first edition to second edition, they changed things up a little bit. And, and I might butcher this because I didn't spend the time looking it up. I just talked about it at lunch at work one day with, with a friend from work. And so in the system, like you get action points during your turn. Uh, I think it's three action points. And so like you can do things with either one, two or three action points. And so like, if you spend one action point to heal, yeah, you just get like your basic, I think it's like XD eight heal based off of what level you are. Right. Um, If you spend two action points, I think he said you can do a ranged heal. But okay. then if you do three action points, you can do an area heal for XDA based off of your level. So this means that like healing really scales up in Pathfinder compared to D&D. 
because you could like kill your whole entire party for a lot of hit points. Like it's all you do that round. But you know, at level five, you can get five d eight to everybody if that's all you're going to do for that round. Uh, and don't quote me exactly on the mechanics because, as I said, this was a few weeks ago that I was talking to him about it. Uh, but it was a lot better than D and D. I was like, man. Why would anybody want to play a healer in D&D anymore? There's got to be a better way to do healing in D&D. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so like, I'm so torn between like, there are things I would, I would change about rules as written fifth edition D&D. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of interesting. Like I don't do it, although I'm starting to get tempted to do it, to make taking a potion be a bonus action instead of a full action. Um, I know Matt Mercer does it, and I know a lot of other DMs do it. Um, I want to say that might, that feels like something that was back in uh, fourth edition, maybe. Maybe fourth. I want to say that feels like a fourth edition thing. Um, But yeah, I, I would like, I would like to see healing not be quite such a, such an agonizing decision. Uh, about what to do on your turn as as a cleric or bard who as whatever class has the healing spells um interesting enough uh i i've had to for you know uh, folks know we we play we play and then release episodes it's very rare that we release an episode the week that we played it um we do that sometimes with the big one shots uh the the holiday ones um but the last couple of sessions that we've been running uh in a wizard's garden um i've had to run uh michelle's cleric and uh darian's artificer and those two characters could have healing spells i believe i mean the cleric obviously could um but bub does not have healing spells prepared at all. Oh, lovely. Because <laughs> I actually, uh, w- when we were having this discussion pre, you know, the first session, uh, I think people pointed out, well, there's another cleric. <laughs> well, well, there's an artificer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a druid as well? I there remember. is a druid as well. Uh, so, I was playing a druid. So, so they might have healing spells as well. I think might. We don't know. Who knows? Uh, the I. D- the DM well, knows. <laughs> my, my hope is that you 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 take people down to zero. Because uh, yeah, I wanted to get to use my ability. Uh, I was nearly there. Uh, well, no spoilers. Well, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's. Um, so yeah, the, 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 so for an experienced player like yourself and our table, um, this, the, the adventure is meant to give folks the opportunity to do role-playing and then some combat and then some role-playing and some negotiating skill use, actually ability check use, um, which you guys, uh, you guys, this first episode was was a lot of role play. Yes, yes, but it was fun role playing. I think I think we got to have a lot of fun inside the tavern, where we yeah. didn't really role play that much. We did a good. Uh, the negotiations was a lot of fun. Negotiations uh, was fun. I, th- I thought even in the tavern, you guys were. Yeah, were, we were we, having having a bit of fun. We got to have a bit of fun. I've uh, I've decided that I'm I'm I'm. I'm going to play a little bit of a hothead, I think, with this one. So if a negotiation goes south, I'm just going to kind of try and bully my way through it. I think is going to be my, my, my method. And, and if I can start trouble, I'm going to. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting where you guys, how, how you guys are taking things. Um, I, I, Greg, when, wanting to play an Allen, he did double check with me to make sure it was okay uh, because some DMs have some issues with characters that can fly. (laughs) 
<laughs> he flew, flew over the hedges just to find the doors unlocked. Yeah, he flew over the wall to find that the door, the gate was unlocked. Um, listen, one of the other groups I ran it for, like, the rogue got up there, rolled a nat 20 on the, the, the lock picking check. And locked the door? No, I was like, just as you're waiting for the tumbler to fall, you realize you haven't felt any tumblers. Like, this lock's broken. Because they didn't do an investigation check before trying to pick the lock. If um, I don't remember who who went to investigate the door, but if they hadn't, I was just planning on trying to kick it down. Uh, Ridley. Yeah. Ridley okay. did. And uh, they did not. Uh, the Ridley did not roll well. Uh, Darian did not roll well for Ridley. So uh, Ridley noticed the scratches on the lock, but not not anything else. So, yeah, it's uh it's it was uh it, it's a fun little adventure so far it's been a fun little adventure i'm 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 definitely having a lot of uh i th- i think that there's a good mixture of well hold on wait no we haven't gotten to that yet <laughs> well i could talk about what you've talked about uh you know that we're going to see uh, the sprites and the tree and many other things and, and i i think People are going to have fun with it. Uh, and there's still more for me to see because we have not wrapped up uh, the full thing with it yet. <laughs> uh, we are still recording. <laughs> this, uh, is, this is true. We will be recording uh, tomorrow um, for the, the last of the sessions. And wow, we did spoil a whole lot there, didn't we? I, I, I guess I'm going to have to go back through and uh, maybe do a little excising. So. Maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> do, do you want to just redo the whole episode? We can. <laughs> no, we. I, I think. I think we got this far. It's either going to be yeah, I'll cut it. I'll, I'll cut it so we don't spoil, or eh, leave it in. People are going to listen anyway. So. Uh, you guys well, are you guys are hilarious. I have to say that, like, letting you all get out of, you know, your main characters into these side characters is I think it, it, it freed you up a bit um, you know Mark as Eddie I can't wait till I get to interview Mark about Eddie so uh, so so just a little side thing with every other group but you guys the captain of the guards name that you that was in this episode is usually Edvard he's Sir Edvard but Mark's character is named Edvard goes by Eddie. So, so I, I had to scramble to change Edvard's name. What was uh, the captain's name into this episode? Hendrick. Hendrick. Right. Okay. Yes. So like, uh, Eddie, Edvard, Eddie is also a character's name in another thing. Is it stranger things? Yeah, so so Mark had picked Eddie for the name before before watching. the season came out. Yes, which I don't watch Stranger Things. Yeah, everybody can hate me now. That's fine. Uh, but I think Mark was mentioning it, so that that's the only reason why I know. <laughs> yeah, I I was you know, I, I felt I felt bad for Mark because you know he. One of the things I've always found as a player is the naming of characters is usually the thing I agonize over the most. I, I went through that with uh, Zek. I, I think I changed the name twice. Yes. And I was trying to... You, you know me. I, I usually try to pick like a foreign word that means something meaningful to the character. Uh, and like, I think I picked a French word first and then a German word. Um, and I was like picking words that meant like last resort or final death and stuff like that. And I was like, eh, yeah, just not going to do it. So I, I went to Star Trek and picked Zeki instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, it, it's just, yeah, like, how you pick your name and, and where where you pull it from. I think it's a very personal thing for people, right? Oh, yeah, entirely. Because, you know, no one wants to be, you know, 
Bob, the uh, the cleric, or you know, some people do want to be Bob the cleric. Yes, I, you're right. Um, maybe maybe, it, maybe my next character will be Joe the DM. Joe the DM. Ooh, got good. You're gonna be a level one dungeon master. Uh, I I was thinking. Uh, Dunklinger? Dum uh, no, that's the DC. Hmm. Gotta, gotta think of something interesting for DM. Not Dungeon Master, though. There's no D- Dungeon Masters in D&D. Well, I mean, there are people who are in charge of the dungeons. I mean, they would, by definition, be Dungeon Masters. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, that's... No, no. No, no Dungeon Masters in D&D. Because there are no dungeons and there are no dragons. I've never seen one. Actually, I don't think I've ever been in a dungeon or seen a dragon. I've seen dragons. I've played Tiamat too many times. But I've never uh, ended up in a dungeon. Caves. Yes. Yeah, Vel, Vel wasn't around for... I mean, yeah, Vel wasn't around. None of your characters are around for the uh, for the trip to the dungeon where uh, Orion introduced uh, Aleph to uh, waterboarding. I, I completely missed that one. Yeah, there we go. I, I I think yeah, the the classic thing. If you think about like a lot of the old uh, RPG video games, is you know crawling through a dungeon. I've actually had a idea for. I don't want to call it a one shot because of all of our one shots are multi session now. Uh, but like a, uh, a a dungeon crawl of sorts or a dungeon escape, like. Um, fall through a hole and you know fought, fight your way back out of the dungeon that sort of classic scenario well it's those are fun i i've also i've played in i've never run but i've played in you know the you wake up you know on a slab in a you know in, in a in dungeon a, in a dungeon you're you know no no weapons no armor you know no no supplies you've got to scrape together uh you know what you need as you're going. So if you count the the brig of a ship, a dungeon, then I've played that scenario several times. Wake but up on a lot, a lot of prison ships, do you? For some reason, yeah. Like in in D and D and in real life. <laughs> I knew about the real life. I didn't really <laughs> knew about the D and D. I mean, gambling problems. Gambling problems in international waters. It's. They just don't like it when you get drunk and dance on the table. No, they don't. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see though where I don't know, I'm trying to figure out whether or not there will be if I will continue uh with other multi-part one shots um to you know have you guys just sort of level up uh th- this with the same characters. Yeah. I, I think mean, I think we, we, this group would probably love to keep playing these characters again. Uh, and, and giving us a reason w- would be great. I, I think it's interesting that you put everything in Veltor again. So yeah. we get to see a different part of Veltor. Yeah, that was... Uh, part of that was when I, when I designed this for my use in you know, being a professional DM. Um, I originally did that with the idea of not having to worry about, say, a player at the table having memorized, you know, a million things about the Forgotten Realms. Because I gotta be honest with you, um, if it's not like recent stuff, I am not great with Forgotten Realms. Um, I know some lore, but not all of it. And I did not want to run into the the case of oh but uh what what time is this in dale reckoning because uh you know at that point then elminster should be and it's like mm. i i understand that completely i i'm i'm like that with all things not just D. all things D for sure but all things in general uh if i haven't seen it in the last 10 minutes i can't remember it at all uh <laughs> That's why I make notes. But I, I know exactly what you mean by that type of character that they they know everything about particular things. And if if you get 
the tiniest little thing wrong, or if you don't know it, it, it kind of ruins the atmosphere for them, right? Yeah, it, it can ruin the atmosphere for them. It can ruin the atmosphere for the other players. Um, you know, and you just you don't want to do that. Um, right. So as a note to to players listening, if it's in a setting that you particularly love, just remember that as soon as your DM touches it, it's not that anymore. It's something completely something completely different. Because even though it might be, you know, Twirl, it's not it's not Ed Greenwood's Twirl. It's not uh, R.A. Salvatore's Twirl. It's your DM's Twirl, and you got to respect that. Treat it treat it like the Marvel multiverse. Yes, you are now in the Twizzler realm, right? Doctor Strange did become a Twizzler yeah. at some point. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's you just gotta you gotta treat you gotta treat that you know the DM knows exactly what they're doing, um, and then you know just trust their lore because you know, or if they don't, learn to have fun with it anyways. Yeah, I mean, yes. That's true as well. Learning to have fun with it is, is really key. That's my big takeaway for if you want to play D and D. Uh, and if you can't, well, maybe you shouldn't be playing D and D. There is that. I mean, yeah, you. Uh, I was just about to say maybe I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> you, know? you know what? I, I mean, I think D and D is for everybody. But if you are going to, um, if you are going to not have fun because there is a slight difference in how your DM is calling the lore versus, you know, what you read in the last, you know, novel, you, you, you got to give your DM a little bit of grace because, you know, they're writing this game. Uh, that, that's like uh, trying to play uh, Lord of the Rings RPG or uh, I played uh, Wheel of Time RPG. Hey, it's been a few episodes since I mentioned Wheel of Time. Uh, uh, and like trying to play the games exactly how the, everything is in the books. And you can't because, you know, the, the DM has to be able to change things, has to be able to make things up, has to be able to put a story and, you know, change magic and stuff like that a little bit. DM is God. Thank you, God, for being on tonight. <laughs> Uh, seriously, Joe. Thanks for coming on. I always, I always enjoy our talks together, oh. whether it's whether it's on out of character or when we get to have a late night talk after game. Uh, just me and you. It, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely. You know, you're you're one of my favorite people to talk stuff with because you sometimes take the 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 opposition just for for shits and giggles. It's it's my fun time. I, uh, uh, when you agree with me, I will flip sides. Um, but on the other hand, you also, you love game stuff, like regardless of, of if it's D and D or board games or whatever you like, I always feel like you and Mark are like really getting to the game mastery of it. You know, you want to, you want to figure out how to, how to do the things, not in like a min maxi optimized way, but how to do the things that are interesting. It's yeah. I, 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 I want to know. I want to know that the system works because uh, I, I think for me, it's, it's a matter of like, how do I put this? Like it was made. People are playing it. We, we got to know it's good. Right. And and I think you know we we both have you currently work in a, a field where you know QA is a is a part yes. of the process, and I've worked in 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 that in a field as well where QA is important. Um, and sometimes we know game material hits, and you know yeah we know Watsy does a lot of play testing, but it does feel like at times stuff falls through. That didn't get properly stress test. Yes, for sure. Uh, and, and I think I think that's why a lot of times I'll play like the lower end of stuff just to see see how it how it matches up. Yeah, you know, whether, whether whether it could still be fun. 
see if relatively fall, relativity falls apart at the subatomic level? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that smart. Ah. But yeah, that, that's, that's one of the problems with general relativity. It falls apart at micro distances and at uh, large distances. Yes. That's why they have that whole quantum whatevers. Uh, I think it's uh, quantum gravity is the new thing that they're working on. Um, mm, yeah, neither of us are astrophysicists. Yeah. We just play them on the, the podcasts. New, 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 new. I was reading about it uh, like seven weeks ago, but I can't remember what it was. It was, it was how to, no, no, I'm not getting into it because I won't remember. As I said, if it's more than 10 minutes old, it's out of my mind. So it's already, it's been gone for six weeks, 23 hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Follow through on that bit. As much as I can. Uh, okay. I think, uh, I, I, I hope everybody keeps on listening to this, uh, this adventure. Cause I, it, it's a great adventure. We're having a ton of fun with it. And then after this, we have some more one shotty stuff planned. So keep on listening. Yep. And uh, we're going to please, please do not despair. The winter dawning campaign will be back. Uh, I'm just kind of reformulating, redirecting, uh, and trying to see if I can lure back our erstwhile paladin. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, actually, okay, so before we end, um, it does seem like, like that, that, that seems like a possibility left from, from last, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. But also, uh, something you need to do in winter dining, uh, you, you need to trip us up a lot. <laughs> uh, t- don't tell anybody I said that. Anybody yeah. at all. All right. But yes, nah. <laughs> you, you need to trip us up a lot. You need to uh, start stealing our stuff. That, that, that. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, just mess with us. Because I, 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 think, I think we'll have tons of fun with that. All right. And all if, right. I'm, if I'm wrong, everybody can kill me. I'm all right with it. <laughs> Lilith already wants me dead. I can tell that. So what you're saying is you already have your next character ready to roll. I actually don't. I went through and cleared out a bunch of my characters, so I'm I'm kind of bare bones right now, and I don't have any ideas in my head or anything. Uh, it's yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do next, but I, I'm still prepared for whatever comes my way. Excellent. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to thank you one more time, just because I I can't thank you enough for 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 what you do for us. Uh, we, we love playing with you, and it's so much fun. And I'm going to say it again to everybody. Keep listening, because, as I said, we're having a ton of fun with this. So uh, thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, Joe. Have a good night. You too. Everyone, have a good night. Hey, thanks for listening to Out of Character. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to. And if you'd like to be part of the show and ask a question, uh, you can do so on Twitter uh, using the hashtag NSFWOOC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later.